0: Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be.
1: Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited to have you back again this week. Every week, we have an opportunity for us to be able to talk together about this journey that you are on in raising those amazing daughters that we all have in our lives. And it's so important that we have these conversations because none of us have to do this alone. And to be able to talk with one another, to learn from each other, is only going to help us to be not only more engaged, but better fathers in the end. And that's why every week I love being able to bring new dads to you, to be able to talk about the journeys that they were, they've been on because, you know, Every dad does it a little bit differently, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong in any sense because there's no right manual for fatherhood. We've talked about that so many times. So talking to other dads, learning from other dads, all of this is just a journey for all of us to be able to go on. And we're going to fail along the way, but as we learn, we can add more tools to our toolbox and be even better in the end. This week, we've got another great guest with us. Sean Hart is with us. And Sean is a dad of three, has two daughters and a son, and is also involved with Involved Dad. And he is going to tell us about that as well, because he has been working to, just like we are, build stronger fathers that help build strong families. And I'm really excited to learn about that too. Sean, thanks so much for being here today.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Chris.
1: Well, I really appreciate your time today for you to be here sharing your journey. One of the things I love to do is turn the clock back in time. I know you've got a 19 and a 15-year-old daughter and I would love to turn the clock all the way back. All the way back to that first moment when you first found out that you're going to be a dad to a daughter, what was going through your head?
0: I don't know what I was uh what what I was gonna have, right? I I really wish I would have knew beforehand, you know, that everybody has these great big unveilings. But I found out the day that she came out, man. And uh, and I tell you, I was uh I was honestly, I was ecstatic, man. I was just happy that I was uh able to Have a child because I was kind of concerned that I wasn't able to produce children. And so when I had the honor to have a child, man, I was ecstatic, man. I left the hospital room, ran to church, and I lost my mind, man. Ran to the altar, started screaming, yelling like, really, like I'm straight up, man. I ran to the altar, started screaming, yelling. I was overjoyed.
1: You've had your daughters in your life for a number of years now. And as you think about, raising those daughters when i talk to dads a lot of times there's some fear that goes into it you've got that you know that ecstatic feeling at the beginning and you're really excited to go at it but then sometimes when i talk to dads there's a reality that sits in and and you and there's some fear that goes along with raising daughters what would you say has been your biggest fear in raising your daughters in today's society
0: i would say my biggest fear has been them not meeting the man that will honor them the way that I honor them. That has been one of my biggest concerns. And I'm just blessed, man, that I have a great relationship with my girls, that they feel open enough to allow me to walk alongside of them in their process, right? And so they do have their challenges, right? But the great thing about it is that they allow me to walk with them So even with that concern, I do have a front row seat, at least currently, where they allow me in for me to help them navigate that space.
1: I mentioned your daughters are 19 and 15. You're in the thick of it in those teen years. I am too. I hear you. And it's challenging in many different ways. What would you say has been the hardest part in being a father to a daughter for you?
0: Of me not allowing who I used to be. To cloud my judgment for who they need me to be in this moment. Right. That I would say that is because I'm a former collegiate football player played football at Michigan State uh, University, and I know how I was the man that they know me to be now this loving father and you know, husband to their mom, I'm not that guy who I used to be. And so me not allowing who I used to be to get in the way of me being present for who they need me to be at this moment. So yeah, that I would say that's that biggest, not making anybody that they meet, me put up that wall, like, oh, you just a younger version of me. Oh, you just another. So i not allowing me to, uh, stay in that moment. So that's been the challenge, man.
1: And what would you say for you has been the most memorable experience that you've been able to share with your daughters thus far?
0: Honestly, Chris, I have so many moments, right? Like I have moments when we were overjoyed, I have moments when they were extremely vulnerable and hurting moments when they were thought that I was disappointed because they haven't made the right decision. And I didn't respond the way they thought I was going to respond, that I was just present. So just to say one man, honestly, it would be difficult. But one of them, I would just say is a few years ago was a Father's Day tribute. I was just having a conversation with all of my children, my son included. Um, I do some videoing and recording myself. And what I did is that I took all three of my children down into my recording room and had a private conversation with both of them and recorded it. In that moment, I just told all three of them at the individual times what they meant to me, how I felt about them and allowed them to express themselves. And it was a powerful moment because they were able to articulate how they felt about me, how I made them feel. And it was just a powerful moment, man, extremely emotional, but super dope, man. It was it was it was one of the moments I'll never forget.
1: You're a involved dad. You are an engaged dad. You've got a lot of things going on both in your home, outside your home. So talk to me about balance and how you've been able to find that balance for yourself of who you are in the home, outside the home and beyond.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know, that's a. That, that, again, that's a good question, man. The balance part. I mean, is always evolving, right? It really depends on what I've learned. Is I went through some times in my personal life, marriage, and all that type of stuff, man, where my focus was conquering the world, just making a whole lot of money. But I realized that I was losing the very people that I love most. And I had to be honest was pursuing this wealth and money and all of this stuff for me, for them. Um, like I really had to have that conversation and I think it was a little bit of both, but I I realized that, um, me pursuing the riches was causing great conflict in the home. Right. And so what I realized, um, that, you know, God helped me to refocus my focus and just came up with the model of, you know, chasing the assignment and not the bag. And I live by that. And so it was the moment when I shift my focus from chasing the bag and started chasing the assignment is when things got a lot easier, right? Because now my focus was on what my what is my purpose? What am I supposed to fulfill in the earth? And so it made it easier where a lot of the distractions were removed. And so my family became part of what I was doing, where they weren't separate. They was part of it and they are part of what I do. So when that does have to work later or we have a huge project or whatever the case, I'm not feeling guilty because that's not the norm. Right. Where it used to be the norm where that was every day now there's a lot more grace given to dad or, you know, to me as a husband, because they know this is not the norm. And when I'm present, I'm present. So it took a lot of work, took a lot of intentionality, and it's still a work in progress, right? And uh, and one of the biggest things man, I could say is that I gave my wife and my kids permission to call me out, right, to hold me accountable. When I'm not managing my time, when I'm not doing things right, they have permission, not that they need permission to express themselves to me but when i use the word i've given them a permission i say that from the perspective of that they can call me out without me taking it personal or justifying right so from that aspect i gave them permission to call me out without me having a rebuttal of saying or trying to justify my actions And so it's still a work in progress, man, but I'm a lot more intentional about that prioritization.
1: So talk to me about what you had to do to get to that point, because I'll tell you, I mean, that's not something that most guys are able to do right from the get go. I know I have justified things just like I'm sure you have over the years and and you do it on a regular basis. Yep, But how have you been able to get to that point where you were able to say to them, I will not do this yep, and gain the trust from your kids yep. that they would be willing to then take you up on that?
0: Every moment was a life on its own, right? Is because i very transparent and let them know like, yo, I'm struggling in this area or this is hard for me. So I don't try to act like, and I'm quick to apologize, right? You know, so I just got to the place, man, what was most important? Was it me building my kingdom or me building the kingdom with the people who are most that I say that I'm doing is for? And so my family is very involved in what we do. My child, my children, they record me when I go out and speak. My wife works with me with the organization. So my family is involved, right? And it's not something that I force them to do. We try to put them in positions that will highlight their gifts and talents. So it's not like, hey, I'm doing this. I have to do it. No, it's like, hey, do you want to be part of this? How can I make you part of it? And, you know, and I, we are very open as a family, very open. You know, we was up late last night having some conversations with our daughter who really needed us, me and my wife, we was up late, we made, uh, and we had some stuff that we had to get done and needed to get done. But it's like, yo, what is most important in this moment? And our daughter was most important in that moment. And so we had to grow into that, you know, and it started with me, honestly, because you know, I definitely can have set the temperature, you know, but I really was willing to die to myself for the greater good.
1: And One of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today is along the way, you began to do work and you said your wife is a part of that as well in developing what has become Involved Dad. And I guess let's go back to the very beginning and talk to me about the impetus for starting Involved Dad. What made you decide to do that and to create what has become Involved Dad?
0: I was at a um, amusement park with my family, man. And we were having a great time. And I was on my way back to the hotel room, left my family there. And on my way, man, I just got this feeling like, man, every kid should have this experience. And the experience I was talking about was just not them in the water or sliding down the slides and all that. It was like, man, my children are blessed to have both their parents experience this moment with them. And I'm like, man, every child should have that. And I'm a believer, you know, I'm a believer of Christ. And I tell you, in that moment, man, he uh, told me to pull out a pen and a pad. Honestly, I had no idea what I was going to do. I just started writing down ideas and I wasn't on social media, wasn't doing any of that type of stuff. I was working in a prison at the time, but I started writing some stuff down, man, and went back home and started posting stuff on social media, started me a social media account. And I just started posting stuff about dads and just people started to become attracted to it. And I just started having events in the community where I had created a space for men to come. And I was again heavy into church, but I didn't want to start something in church because I knew that men, at least that I knew, wouldn't be transparent inside of the facility, right? In the in the church setting. So I wanted to put create an environment in the community. And so after doing that, man, I started having people come working in the prison, had the opportunity to start working on me. A prisoner called me, you know, out and just like, man, you look like you basically in so many words, like, man, you dealing with unresolved issues. You're trying to help us. When are you going to help you? And I had to start working on my own fatherhood issues at the same time of trying to build this this platform for men to have a safe space. Long story short, man, uh, we were faithful over a little and God continued to open up doors and send us men that needed our services. And we started getting support by different foundations in the community to where we were able to and now able to provide a bona fide service. Right. So not just a safe space to talk, but we're actually solving problems by getting men to reunite with their children and give them the tools, and strategies to show up.
1: So when you're looking at Involved Dad, I see you've got a lot of programs and services. So talk to me about some of the things that you're doing right now to engage dads, agencies more, and helping dads to be engaged present and involved in their families
0: so we have strategic partnerships here in the community man we partner with the local courts and the crazy thing about our program the fatherhood portion of it our dads are not ordered by the courts to come to see us so we offer a service we market it well And these guys say, hey, I need some help and I need some support. And so that's what we hang our hat on is that we don't force these men to come and the courts don't either. But we offer a way to solve their problems. So we partner with the friend of the court, local attorneys to help these men who may be behind in child support or does not have access or very little access to their children. So we have weekly groups with these men over 15 weeks. And we just pour into them with education, with curriculum that is, that's is evidence-based. We have facilitators that facilitate the groups. And so we just give them education and support. We help them find employment with other partners. We help them become more financially educated. So we just provide a plethora, plethora of services in that area. That's called our impact program. And because we did see a space where some of these dads did not have access and mom did not feel comfortable with dad re, you know, re- connecting with them again. So we started the supervised visitation center, a way for a third party to supervise some of those visits and offer those services to other people in the community who need to gain access to their children. So, so we provide some domestic violence training for fathers and families, the impact program, supervised visitation uh, services as well.
1: Now that you've been doing this for a little bit of time, you're engaging with fathers on a lot of different levels. What kind of response are you getting from the community and the dads that you're working with?
0: Man, we get, you know, honestly, man, we we are really getting a, a, a great response. You know, early on, it was, you know, slow and steady but it has been picking up a lot more steam because we're getting impact, right? Families are being impacted by the work that they're doing. We're just creating the space for them to do the work. We know that we're good at creating the space and getting the men to engage, but they're the ones that's doing the work. And their family members and their children and those in the community are seeing these individuals that they went to school with or seen in their neighborhood, they seeing them on social media, and seeing behaviors change, and so it has been a great response, especially when you see women supporting your work and sharing your work and asking how they can get involved to further the work. You know, it's uh, a huge, you know, blessing to see a community support us, and you know, and the biggest testament is when you have the local funders say, "Yeah, not only do we believe in you." but we're going to put our money where our mouth is to help you in this effort. So yeah, it's been really cool. And we do a lot of trainings with agencies and helping them in training and equipping them with more tools and strategies on how to better engage males and how to support them when they're trying to provide services to women and children.
1: So as you look toward the future and what you have done, And what you want to do, where is Involved Dad going?
0: Yeah, so what we want, we want to be, uh, have an uh, agency in the cities that need us most, right? We want to open up other satellite centers to provide these services, strategic services using our current model to, you know, continue to strengthen that model to be able to take it to other cities to provide services for people in that community. We definitely want our own facility to train and equip fathers. And this is the thing with, where what we love about what we do and how we do it. At the end of the day, we are impacting children, right? But we just choose to do it through fatherhood engagement. We just believe that if we strengthen fathers, give them the right tools and strategies, that their children will be impacted in communities as a whole. So our mission is no different than big brother, big sister, the Y, all of those that want to impact the lives of children. That's what we want, but we just choose to do it through fatherhood engagement.
1: I love that because it matches so well with what we are doing and fathering together and and I I love the connection in that regard. We're doing it in a little bit different ways, but we all are working in the same direction of helping dads to be engaged in their families and be present and it's so important, you know, and and I really appreciate all that you're doing to be able to change the lives of these men, these fathers that are that that need it and that need that support.
0: Yes, I appreciate for the work that you guys are doing and allowing me to come and share our work. You know, it takes a village, man. It takes a village. It honestly does.
1: We always finish our interviews with what I like to call our Fatherhood Five, where we ask you five more questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready?
0: Yes, sir. Let's get it.
1: (laughs) In one word, what is fatherhood? Love. When was the time that you finally felt that you succeeded? At being a father to a daughter.
0: When my daughters began to tell me stuff that most daughters would be afraid to tell their dads.
1: If I was to talk to your kids, how would they describe you as a dad?
0: Silly, funny, present, patient, driven, crazy. Crazy. I'm the life of the party. So they definitely know that they got a crazy dad.
1: How does that craziness rub off on your kids?
0: Oh, they are just like me. They are just like me. So listen, when the hearts show up, they already know what's about to pop. They already know we are bringing the energy with us. We are silly, man. We just a silly bunch, man. We know how to take care of business, but we are sitting here and play games and joke and all of that type of stuff. I'm really big on and I say this, Chris, man, I've learned years ago from my old pastor is that I'd never want to be a public success and a private failure. And that's what I thrive off of. I don't want to be in a community doing this work. And then if you ask my children something. They were like, man, he's not that person at home.
1: Who inspires you to be a better dad?
0: Man, you know, the person who inspired me most to be a better father, honestly, I would have to say was my father-in-law, man. May he rest in peace, man. Uh, We lost him some years back. But I would say, man, I think my father-in-law had the greatest impact on me um, becoming a better father i wouldn't say he was perfect right but he knew how to do it i just loved how his children and his wife loved him how he took care of them how he provided how he was pre- present supportive and a businessman you know what i mean and that is what you know i am so i would say he had the greatest impact
1: you've given a lot of pieces of, of wisdom a lot of pieces of advice today as we finish up today What's one piece of advice you'd want to leave with every dad?
0: Yeah, be present, man. Like, and I know we say that all the time, but that's the thing, right? Is being present, like being in the moment. Just because you're in the house, that was the, the my challenge, right? My dad was in the house, but he wasn't present. And so being emotionally available, being physically available, but just being in that moment. That's the biggest thing, because if you're in that moment, man, you won't miss the moment.
1: Well, Sean, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. With all of the dads that you're working with, thank you for sharing your own story of being a dad to a daughter as well. Yeah. If people want to find out more about Involved Dad, where's the best place for them to go?
0: They can on any social media platform, right? They can go search up Involved Dad. Our website is involveddad.org. They can look me up personally because everything that I do is wrapped around these services. You know, my name's Sean Hart on all of the social media platforms. So if they pull up Involved Dad here in Flint or pull up Sean Hart, they can find articles and messages and content, all types of stuff, man. So yeah, please, let's get connected.
1: Well, Sean, thank you. Thank you for your time today, for being here, for being an amazing dad and for sharing your story. And I wish you all the best. You too. Thanks. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org.
0: Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men. Get out and be the one to them.
1: Be the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.